The Florida Gators men's basketball team has opened SEC play 0-1 after an 87-85 loss to the Kentucky Wildcats. That was an exhilarating game. It just absolutely sucked to be on the losing end of it. We're going to talk about it here on today's bonus episode of Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Gators, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Unhappy Saturday, but I guess we're back to the usual um, Saturdays are indeed for feeling. Uh, Florida just lost to Kentucky to open SEC play 0-1 on the year. And I look at this game, again, by the way, it was a hell of a game. Like, from the start to the finish, it was at least an entertaining game. But Florida, I'm happy because you played against number six Kentucky. You're unranked right now. You've had quite a few ups and downs it's been a pretty volatile season for you um so i'm happy that you, you went the distance with them but at the same time very upsetting to watch you go into the second half with an eight point lead and then crumble uh, outscored 50 to 40 in the second half and we will also i, I think it's important to acknowledge that the first half of this game specifically was very uncharacteristic for Kentucky. Uh, Florida forced a ton of turnovers. Actually, that's that's an important part too. Not even forced a ton of turnovers. Kentucky just turned the ball over a lot. Like, yes, Florida absolutely forced those turnovers or at least some of the turnovers. But Kentucky also just made quite a few mistakes in the first half that's very uncharacteristic of them um and then you look at the first off john calipari uh kentucky coach sitting during one of the timeouts and he was just like look at them like they they can't keep up this level of play basically just going they're playing out of their minds they can't play any better than this and just just carried out. And by the way, Florida played better after that. It, it felt like John Calipari said that, and then Kentucky kind of did like the Cam Newton gif of just like, or Florida did like the Cam Newton gif of like, okay, bet. And, and then played better, started shooting the lights out from three. There were quite a few moments in this game where the team just just kind of got hot. I mean, Zion Poland hit like a thirty footer uh, at the end of the shot clock, and and there were a couple of times where. Florida was forced to use the entire shot clock and then got a decent look from it and, and made a shot. I think it was twice that at the buzzer, they made a, uh, a jumper uh, to, to at, at the end of the shot clock there. And it was, uh, it, it was a, a fun game again, like I said, but there's one thing about this team 
and college basketball in general, but I feel like Florida is especially affected by it of just the sheer two things. Sorry. One, the sheer just volatility of this team, like momentum swings are just like a complete pendulum. It's not like Florida doesn't go, Oh, we gave up a little bit of momentum and then we took it back or we gave up a little bit of momentum and then we took it back and we kind of tug of war it. It's like Florida is either on and they're just raking you in, in uh tug of war. They're just pulling you across or they're off and they're getting dragged across that line. And so that's one thing that just drives me absolutely crazy. Consistency is key and Florida has none of it. Um, and then free throw shooting. Like it, it's, and I know that that's just college basketball. There's just not a lot of good free throw shooters in college basketball. And that's again, th- there's so many players in, in the country playing D one college basketball. And it's so difficult to be good at shooting free throws consistently. But like looking at like Tyrese Samuel went one for three from the free throw line. Micah Hanlogden went 0 for two from the free throw line. Uh, Condom went three for five. Riley Kugel went three for six. But it was just so wildly inconsistent. And, and it just drove me crazy. And Tyrese Samuel played, I think I think it's safe to say Tyrese Samuel played maybe the worst game of the season, uh, his worst game of the season where, I, I, and we were talking about this in the Lockdown Gators Discord. I don't know if he was like, sick or or hung over but he just looked completely out of it um joking about the hangover i would not suggest that he was actually doing that um but but he just seemed completely out of it just and i don't mean oh he shot one for six i don't mean he shot one for three from the free throw line i just mean that there were multiple times where either he was past the ball or trying to rebound the ball and his hands just like didn't like like he's like I don't know what to do with my hands like it, it just wasn't working for him tonight or today uh, and it was just a a horrible uh, performance from him there. Micah Hanlock didn't play just 17 minutes in this one. Riley Kugel played 23 minutes off the bench. Was in that first platoon swap that I think was like four minutes into the game. Uh, there were four new players coming into the game. Uh, yeah, Mike, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying a moral victory. I'm saying I'm, I'm happy that they made it, that they played that well, but it, it absolutely, like they shot themselves in the foot. They crumbled at the end of the game. I don't know if you were here for the beginning, but that is what I said. I was like, I'm happy that you took number six Kentucky and, and you, you took them into deep water. Uh, you just didn't win that one. And it pisses me off and it's incredibly frustrating that you lost there. Um, but yeah, I, it was just Riley Kugel came in. Played well to start, kind of cooled off, uh, and then eventually fouled out of the game. Um, it was a wild end of the game. Also, can we talk about th- that end, like the last minute of the game? What the hell was that? Uh, I don't even know his first name. Shepard on Kentucky. What the hell was that? Read, read Shepard. Um, what the hell was that where he's the best free throw shooter and y- you just – Twice, he dribbled around and burned like 10 to 12 seconds off the clock. And it was either choosing to not foul or not being able to catch him. Like Florida was, was down and, and closed the gap and, and had the, the fouls and, and the Zion pulling and one and the Zion pulling free throws. And then Alex Condon with the free throws. 
And Florida was in that game to the end. And I just can't help but look at those last at that last minute and go, imagine if you didn't let them burn 20 seconds just dribbling around with reach up. I, I get trying to force a turnover, but at a, at a certain point you have to go, oh, he's not giving up the ball. It's coaching, Mike. Uh, you have to go, he's not giving up the ball. We have to foul him. Uh, I, I fully believe that's coaching. I don't care. That's not players quit because uh, they they were hustling when they got on offense. They were sprinting down court. I, I think that has to go on coaching. Uh, I don't think there's another way to look at it. In my opinion, again, I just don't think that's anything other than coaching ever there. I don't know if you thought of it as, oh, we can force a turnover, but Reed Shepard had one turnover in that game, and he was not passing the ball. He's the best free throw shooter on the team. He's not going to pass the ball when he knows you have to foul him or you have to let them burn 35 seconds of shot clock, and you're just not going to do that. So for me, that's on coaching. Like Even if you are thinking, oh, the players quit, Todd Golden from the sideline has to go, has to be screaming at you to go foul. And, and he wasn't doing that. So for me, that's on coaching. Just, just being too conservative, I guess would be a word. Uh, I don't want to say complacent, but just, just being far too conservative there. Uh, we'll talk about the rest of this game. If you've got, uh, if you've got questions or comments or anything, we'll get to the chat. Uh, we're going to keep doing these shows during the sec play um, for as long as like, like if I'm home and I can do it, then I will be, or if I'm in a spot, not necessarily home, but if I'm in a spot where I can go live for SEC play, we're going to do it. But we'll get to the second half of this, which if you're new here, if you're, if you're not a football fan, uh, second half is when we get more involved in the comment section and where we where we talk with the chat more. Uh, but we do have to get a quick word from our sponsors today. We're at, we are looking at Florida just, I'm sorry, that they, they just, they, they, they blew my mind. Um, but we are two days away from the national championship. So if you're in the area and you want to go, just saying, you can get tickets there. We're, I mean, NFL playoffs a week away at this point, um, a week away to the day at this point. And game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. That's code Locked On College for $20 with Game Time. So download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, who I just made a generous donation to uh, from that Florida Kentucky game. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Doesn't even have to cash. Win or lose, place $5 bet, get $150 in bonus bets. The app's very easy to use. Like During this game, I bet on uh, Reeves from Kentucky to hit three threes. He shot two for seven from three, which is uncharacteristic of him. But I was like, oh, he's going to chuck it and make it. He did not. Uh, Walter Clayton Jr., I bet 15 points at plus money. He had 23 points. And Tyree Samuel, I bet eight rebounds, which is one of the reasons that it's also one of the worst performances he's had this season because he, he he not only contributed to the loss, but I lost money betting on him. Visit Fandle.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Remember the Fandle's an official partner 
of the NFL. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And I'm going to look through the rest of the chat here. Uh, should have found a way to get it in a pain on the second half. Thank, yeah, that, that's a fantastic point. Um, Six Gator Nation, I guess. I'll just call you your username. Um, but that's that's a great point because it felt like they were just I – don't, I don't, it felt like they settled too often. Um, I'm, I'm going to see if I can pull up the shot chart in the second half um, if they'll have it on, on ESPN here. Um, but it was, it just felt like they are way too complacent in the second half. And it was just, it was bad play in the second half. Like that, that's what I think frustrates me that it wasn't just, Oh, like, like Kentucky started playing better. It's that Kentucky started playing better and Florida started playing worse. Um, in the first half, like I said, Kentucky turned the ball over a lot. They didn't do that in the second half. That's them playing better. And then Florida, you, you got complacent. You look at the last, um, I think it was the shot put up at about 45 seconds left. Uh, I'm going to pull up the play-by-play here. Uh, it was about 45 seconds left in the game. And uh, Zion Pullen missed the jumper. And that was a possession where they did not pass the ball a single time. Zion Pullen just dribbled around and shot the jumper. Um, and it was just, and then you waited 10 seconds to foul with Riley Kugel, which fouled Riley Kugel out. So I get Riley Kugel not fouling, um, but someone else has to step up and, and foul there. Like, because that was the foul that put Riley Kugel out of the game. And obviously with his scoring ability, you would have liked to have him in the last 30 seconds there. Um, but it, it was just like, like you played worse. You settled for jumpers that you shouldn't have settled for. Uh, I, I will once again, bring back the, um, Tyree Samuel effort was not there in this game. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was sick. He genuinely just looked like, like he was not himself. And I don't mean that he just like had an off day. It looked like he would bump into a Kentucky player and he'd be like completely thrown off balance from it. Like I mentioned multiple times, he went for a rebound and it, it hit him in the chest. There was a pass. I remember seeing that just hit him in the chest. Like they passed it to him up here and it just boop right down his chest. Um, so it was play like that that was just weird. Like Florida played considerably worse in the second half, and they played dynamite in the first half. Like their second half was not bad basketball. It was worse basketball from a fantastic first half. Um, Napier needs an OC. Oops, wrong show. Uh, yeah, that's – yeah. Uh, is this another example of another UF coach needing on-the-job training? I don't like to say that about Todd Golden because I think he has what he wants to do. Um, you know, it doesn't help you that Will Richard shot 0 for 8 and 0 for 7 uh, from 3. Walter Clayton Jr. started kind of hot, had 14 at the half, finished with 23, but also finished 7 for 17 shooting, 3 for 11 from 3. That's what I mean where I talk about you settled for too many bad jumpers. Todd Golden's the type where he's fine with you with you heaving threes. Todd Golden has said the most efficient shots in basketball, and he's a big analytics guy, the most efficient shots in basketball are catch-and-shoot threes in the paint, layups, dunks, whatever it is. And he's fine if you could shoot step-back threes, then you can shoot step-back threes. He's not saying that's all you get to shoot, but it was settling for shots that you shouldn't have settled for that were just bad decisions there. Uh, Justin Keith, 
Kentucky fan here, just want to say that Todd is a good team and could have easily won that game. I do agree with you about him dropping the ball and not fouling sooner. Yeah, uh, absolutely, just and, and that's the thing, too. Like, that was a fun game to watch. Win or lose, it was fun as hell to watch as a fan uh, of just basketball. But, yeah, it, it was – there were too many moments there where I'm like, Florida did quite a few things poorly in the second half. And if you don't do just one of those things poorly, you probably win that game. If you don't settle for so many bad threes, you win that game. If you make your free throws better, you win that game. If you foul earlier, you maybe win that game. If you don't let, again, like 20 to 25 seconds run off the clock, just wanting to maybe force a turnover that you weren't even really pressing for. You were kind of just swinging randomly. But in that last, let's look at the... The Zion pulling jumper with 45 seconds left. 46 seconds left, sorry. Um, Zion pulling misses the jumper in a possession where they did not pass the ball at all. He just dribbled around and pulled it from the free throw line, missed it. Kentucky got the rebound with 44 seconds left. They foul with 35 seconds left. Riley Kugel fouled with 35 seconds left. And again, I don't blame Riley Kugel for not fouling immediately because that fouled him out. Someone else should have come up and fouled at that point. But I do think Todd Golden also has to just scream to someone foul the freaking player with the ball. Um, so 35 seconds left, misses the first free throw, makes the second. Zion Pullen takes five seconds, gets the end one layup there. Then he makes the free throw. So you're now down, uh, after that free throw made, you're down two. 30 seconds left. You foul with 19 seconds left. And again, 10 seconds of just letting them run clock. So that's now 20 seconds there that you've burned not fouling them. Reed Shepard makes the free throws with 19 seconds left. With 15 seconds left, so it takes four seconds on offense, Zion Pullen gets fouled, hits both the free throws, 15 seconds left. You foul with eight seconds left. So they burn seven seconds there, and that's now we're at 27 seconds of game time in this last 45 seconds. Over 50% of game time has been just Kentucky dribbling around and not getting fouled. And so for me, that's from like that's that's horrible mismanagement of what you need to do with your fouls late in the game when they're in the bonus. Um, I, I'm not even mad about like I I understand how difficult it is to cover Reed Shepard off the inbound, and that's why he kept getting the ball. I'm not mad about letting Reed Shepard catch the ball. Like playing man-to-man coverage basically at that point is not easy to do. Um, and so yeah, I, I'm not mad at letting Reed Shepard be the one to shoot the free throws. I'm mad at burning 27 of the last 45 seconds of you not fouling. That That's just, to me, that's the part that I'm like, that's unacceptable uh, mismanagement of time there. 60% of the final 45 seconds were Kentucky dribbling around. That's really bad. Uh, Johnny Stiver said, it's all Kentucky playing to win. They didn't hit shots and still win. That's a sign of a really good team. Florida played good. Uh, but Kentucky played defense in the second and hit bigger shots. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's just Kentucky playing defense in the second because Florida scored 45 in the first half, 40 in the second. I think a lot of it comes down to Kentucky just protecting the ball better in the second half and Florida settling for bad jumpers. Uh, Florida shouldn't hang their head from this loss. They did so many good things. Just felt like UK wanted them more down the stretch. Yeah, um, I, again, I'm happy that Florida went to the wire with this very good Kentucky team that's going to make a run in March, April. Um, but it, it's just, it's a game that you could have and should have won. You were up eight at the half and you got outscored by 10 allowed 50 points in the second half. Um, 
it was just a rough one. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first or second listen of the day. We'll be uh, we'll be back maybe later today. Um, may, maybe going to get some uh, some good things going for Florida football. Hopefully, we're going to get some noise. If you're part of the subtext group, join subtext.com slash Lockdown Gators. You'll know about that. Uh, we'll get some basketball in there for you, too. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. And I'll see you all next time.